The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Hello and welcome to Wrestling to the Max's NXT review for October 25th, 2017. And of course, we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find all your great wrestling needs and a lot more. And don't forget to go hit that subscribe button, rate, and review as well over there at Wrestling to the Max, wherever you get your podcast from, wherever it's YouTube, maybe it's iHeartRadio, anywhere. Just go find us and search us out and go do all those things and you'll get all our... Great content that we have to offer every week. I mean, we have a ton of stuff. We, of course, have regular episodes of Wrestling to the Max, plus all these great review shows we do every week for you guys. So make sure you go do that if you haven't already. I, of course, am Gary Vaughn, and along with me is your host, Paul Leeser. hey And, you know, of course, uh, before we jump into this thing, Paul, I want to make sure I give a big shout-out to Formula1mania.com and LastWordOnProWrestling.com, who both support us, and we want to give them a big shout-out as well before we get this thing going. And, boy... We get another NXT that I uh, proudly say is really getting me interested in war games. This is one heck of a show, too, if you ask me. And they open with William Regal doing some housework, saying that since Nikki Cross essentially got cheated out of her opportunity to win her match to get into the Women's Championship match at NXT War Games, uh, she will now be involved in the Battle Royal. And the Authors of Pain are going to get their tag team title rematch next week since they are back. However, Sanity... Whoever is not involved in the match will not be allowed at ringside. So at least we get some nice official news there that the Sanity are, uh, they're working under the Freebird rule. So that's that's kind of nice. Yeah, that's a really cool tidbit because really you haven't gotten that information at all from mm-hmm. everything they've done since they've been the tag champions. And really, honestly, haven't done just overly abundant of stuff uh, as tag champions, uh, as far as I can remember. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is important information for them to share, and hey, I- I'm down with it. Yeah, I'm down with this, too. And the the free route, it's what made the tag team title match so interesting when they won the match, or the belts, excuse me. Keeping it up in the air about who will be involved is fun, just like it is with a new day, just like it is with those guys. So exactly. Uh, after that, we get uh, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan teaming up for the first time, uh, at least on NXT television, to take on Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. And uh, the new team unfortunately falls a little short in about four minutes or so as Sabatelli and Moss hit a gory special bulldog combination. But I thought this was pretty good. I think uh, I'm, you can definitely tell that Sabatelli and Moss are way, way more comfortable working together than they are in singles, as we got to saw in their attempts to to go one-on-one with Johnny Gargano. And Birch and Lorkin are just basically hot fire at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it's really crazy. But, uh, you know, Sabatelli and Moss, you can tell they work on this day in and day out, right, <laughs> being this tag team. And it's it's something where they may not be fan favorites. People may not really still know what they want to think about them. But 
I do appreciate the chemistry that they have together, and I honestly think that they are going to be a great heel tag team as far as it sits because that's the way they were presented, and I think they work very well as that. I also like the arrogance that both those guys have, right? Mm-hmm. And it comes from that athletic background that they have with, I think they said both of them play in the NFL. I know Sabatelli has. I think they said Moss or somewhere in that i thought they both said that so anyway anyway i need to do my homework on that i haven't done that yet uh but nonetheless really happy with the effort that they put in and you can definitely see all the performance center stuff is really coming through on tv with those guys and i love danny birch i love what we get with oni lork and both those guys are super just fun to watch and so as a tag team i expect just the same and i think they worked well as a tag team i really do i think unlike sabatelli and moss those guys work just fine in singles but uh, they're proving me that they can do the tag team stuff as well mm-hmm. so um I, I was pretty happy with this match i think they gave you everything they needed to give you i think honestly and it's weird to say this because i love birch and uh oh i need to work in but i, I it, it just makes more sense for moss and, and sabatelli to win it, to me, it does at least. Only for the fact that those guys, like I said, are a well-oiled machine. Where you got two guys are just now getting into this whole tag division, it, it makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, I think there's there's sort of two different stories going on here. And uh, first thing, but Riddick, uh, he never played football professionally. He played for uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers in college, and then he went to a tryout camp for the Dolphins. However, he was not signed, and then that turned around into a wrestling deal from Jen Ross. So. Okay. See you later. Thank you for that information. Yeah, I'm here for you, Gary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I would die. No, it's. It, I'm just kind of going off what they were doing on commentary, but you know how that goes. You hear one thing and you think you hear something else. So. Exactly. Yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, Sabatelli and Moss just got done looking like chumps for Gargano. So I agree with you. I think they really needed this win, establish some credibility going forward, and... Uh, as we both said already, they look great together as a team. I don't have a problem with them winning here, especially because Birch and Lorcan are still new as a team, and you can build up a story of them trying to find their way together until they finally start racking up wins that maybe leads to them challenging for the tag title sometime down the line next year. Uh, I, 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 I think that'd be really fun. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to finish no, no, no. point. No, you're, I'm sorry. I was the one being rude. <laughs> I uh, I get super excited about Oni Lorcan uh, and what he has to offer because he reminds me so much of Ty Dillinger and everything he was. And, and I'm getting that way with Danny Birch. And I wanted just to add on what you're saying there. You're totally right. And I think the reason I got so excited about this is the fact that people need to understand, yes, they lose now and they may lose another few matches. They, they may go up and down do the – 50-50 booking with them. But the important thing is here is I have a feeling that these guys are going to be huge baby faces. And until they get to the point where they can use them, because right now the tag division may not be super amazingly strong. It's really top-heavy, right? They've got what they've got with right now with Sanity. They're working to this whole thing and, and doing what they're doing. Of course, the authors of Pain are the big guys right now and i think when the authors of pain leave i think that's when you can see definitely the movement towards these other teams and i think when you do have like you just mentioned lorkin um yeah lorkin and uh you know danny birch are both are, are going to be a great tag team and they're going to be i think crowd favorites later down the line i agree with you and they've already got a ton of momentum behind them from their singles work as well so I think that's uh, something nice to, to keep in mind because only comes out the crowd pops pretty hard every time it hits mm-hmm. 
Uh, and, and I mean, the tag division as a whole, I think, has grown uh, a bunch, right? I mean, we're we're not just talking about Sanity and AOP anymore since they broke up Team DIY because that was your tag team uh, division after they brought up the revival. But now you have Tino and Riddick here, seemingly on the up and up. You have Birch and Lorkin finding their way, and the Street Profits are around now too. Uh, plus heavy machinery. So I think I mean six teams. I mean, it ba- basically doubled uh, both what they got going on on the big shows uh, in the main yeah. roster. So. <laughs> that's true. And see, and that's what I'm saying here. I think there's going to be a, it's going to be getting a little bit more crowded, right? <laughs> so they're going to work their way up. And you know, uh, we also haven't talked about this team in a long time, but TM61 eventually they're going to be back, right? You're right. Yeah, you are right. Sometime, so, I mean, uh, that knee's got to be 100% eventually. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. And so when TM61 gets back in this picture, there's more competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, moving on from there, though, we get the uh, uh, a match that gets the lion's share of the time on this uh, episode of NXT. And, of course, that is the NXT women's title battle royal uh, match qualifier for NXT TakeOver War Games. Uh, and you got a whole host of people in this one, a lot of them uh, competitors from the Mae Young Classic, which I thought was really nice to see a lot of them again. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tynara Conti, Lacey Evans, Sarah Logan, Dakota Kai, Bianca Belair, Sage Beckett, Zeta, Mercedes Martinez, Abby Lath, Vanessa Bourne, Santana Garrett, Aaliyah, Raina Gonzalez, and Nikki Cross. And they, for the the one thing I'm gonna say bad about this, Gary, is that I hate when shows on the network take unnecessary commercials mid match. And I don't know if NXT still has TV deals internationally. I'm sure they do. But I, when you're watching it exclusively on the network and they take two commercial breaks during this match, like it really threw me off a lot of what's going on here. And I wanted to see this whole thing. And uh, it just, I guess, wasn't meant to be. But that, that's the only thing I'm going to say bad about this. Because I thought Bianca Belair got to look awesome as she's tossing people everywhere. And there's a great spot after she goes to eliminate Billy Kay. And Kay holds on to that excessive amount of hair that she has to stay into the match I thought was great and then you get some more interaction between Nikki Cross and um Billy Kay as they're the last two in there uh, along with Bianca or excuse me uh, Mercedes and uh Cross ends up tossing both of them to get the victory so Nikki is your fourth person in the title match at TakeOver with uh with Kyrie Sane and uh Ember Moon and um Peyton Royce, and you have the big stare-off after this match is over, uh, getting you all hyped up and everything. Yeah, for sure, and now we'll touch on the point of the commercials. I'm I'm right there with you. I I honestly am, and here's my thing. Uh, You know, this is the network, so that means that WWE controls it. They have their ways of doing things, and I get it. They want to be as much like as... I guess you would say cable television. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you get your viewers accustomed to these commercials. It, it is what it is. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, it is your network. So if you wanted to, really, you could do ads on the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not have a full commercial or do something else to really pump up your commercials. But get the entire match in. Let us watch this entire thing from start to finish. Because, yes, I get it to rumble it takes a little bit it's not something that's going to be short but i still feel like you've got to give it its full due diligence i mean mm-hmm. i i think some people would argue oh well you know the beginning of the rumble doesn't always have all the high spots and high big giant moments so you can throw a commercial in you can say that but i think you miss a lot still at that point you you 
don't get your full investment in it. So I'm right there with you. I, I wish they would change these commercials around, do something different, find another way. But I think they're really just trying to program us to being used to watching SmackDown, Raw, everything else. Mm-hmm. Why not just do it the same exact way? I think that's what they're thinking. So, um, the match itself, I, for all the points you just made, I, I think that these young ladies from the May Young Classic definitely were showcasing their ability once again and everything they have to offer. And, and it just made me completely happy because. Let's just take, for instance, there's viewers who watch NXT every week, but maybe they didn't take the time to watch the Mae Young Classic, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just now like, oh, then what's this all about? You know, well, now seeing these, you know, young ladies in the ring and seeing what they can do and seeing some of the, the really, you know, cool, you know, different characters in this whole mix have to offer, maybe they'll go watch the Mae Young Classic. And I think that's a big deal. And I, I, I'm for sure happy this is the way it worked out because I think they give you a, a lot of fresh people, a, a lot of fresh things. In it. And there was really, honestly, a lots of opportunities for a lot of these young ladies, Mercedes, Belair. Uh, I mean, just it's super cool that you could have seen one of those two be in this, you know, four-way match for the women's title. So I think that those were a couple names that I really paid attention to. Uh, I'm blanking on her name here. Rosita, a lot of love was her former name. What's her name now? That's uh, Sage Beckett. Sage Beckett, thank you. See, and that name's not catchy enough for me yet. Sage Beckett, I I think it was kind of cool to see the classic move of using the butt the, the butt to eliminate somebody like oh they're going back to the old school i like that really kind of fun so i think there are a few little niches here and there that really made this match work really happy uh you know you, you kind of felt bad for some of the talents that got lost and I, I it's weird to say this paul but i was rooting for billy k really was and uh i, I was too i i love those girls like so much <laughs> I was kind of partly rooting for for you too, though, because of that reason. I think the dynamic <laughs> duo would have been amazing, and you know, having basically half the match to themselves. But it is what it is, and I, you know, personally, you know, Nikki Cross would never disappoint me. So mm. I am thrilled about that finish. I'm thrilled that she's a part of this uh, fatal four way, and I, it makes me really interested in what they have at War Games now because it, it would mean a lot to me. Maybe not to anybody else, but it meant a lot to me to see Nikki Cross walk away as your NXT Women's Champion. I don't think that's the way they're going to go, but I could see it happening. Uh, in my view of being something special, mm-hmm. I I don't think she's going to win either. But I I don't want to say we should count her out because I think uh, at least recently and maybe since the the first Fatal Four Way Challenge that Nikki Cross was involved in, they've certainly got behind her. I think pretty well, uh, and I've been meaning to ask you too. Her new Sanity spinoff theme music. What's your What's your opinion on that? But I thought Nikki. I think Nikki has a, a chance at least, and she, she's looked super strong. I think for the last two months on NXT television. So, uh, if, if Kyrie Sane or Ember Moon weren't involved in this, I certainly would say she's tied for number three with the Iconic Duo as far as you know chances to to win. Mm-hmm. No, I, I you know I agree with you, and I, I don't think that like you're saying here, she's at that level just yet for mm-hmm. what they want. They they have their mindset that it's either going to be Ember Moon or Kyrie saying I'm I'm right there with you, but yes, I, and you know 
her music, her new stuff is actually kind of cool. It's not my favorite. I still am going to get used to it. It's, it's going to take me a minute, but I, I think it's kind of cool. I like the kind of the screaming factor and all that. That just makes sense with her character yeah. with that song. So it's, it's still kind of weird to me, though, because it still has that kind of techno mm-hmm. thing to it, mm-hmm. which to me still doesn't really fit her. Right. But then again, in this division, Almost every theme in the women's NXT division is techno of some sort. <laughs> so I, I kind of get it. I understand what they're going with here. But nonetheless, I, I do think you know what you're saying here is very true. I think that Nikki Cross is going to have an opportunity down the line to be the NXT Women's Champion, but not just yet. I think she's going to be a strong competitor, though, and she's going to stick around and hover around that main event picture in that division and for, for rightfully so because she's given a great character and I, I really do look forward to the next big few the next big thing that's going to be happening with her yeah me too uh especially because you know the stuff still with the iconic duo and, and ruby riot doesn't feel finished yet either so lots mm-hmm. to be done there yeah. uh moving forward we get some footage of uh drew mcintyre getting interviewed outside the performance center zelina vega shows up and says that uh, she's still wondering where that contract is for the NXT title match at TakeOver, and Drew reiterates to her that Almas needs to man up and look him in the eyes and tell him he wants the shot personally or else it's just not going to happen. So there's that. And then we cut to the ring for a uh, match with Aleister Black, and as he's making his entrance uh, and gets to the bottom of the ramp, the Velveteen Dream just sort of appears right out of nowhere, stealing Randy Orton's bit. And just beats the living crap out of him, throws him to the steps, traps him in the ropes inside of the ring, and slaps him around a little bit because he's still trying to get Alistair to say his name, of course. And finally, Black's had enough and escapes with a kick and then goes for the Black Mask, but Velveteen Dream ducks before he uh, gets decapitated, essentially, and runs away. Yeah, and you know, I I definitely want to talk about the Zelina McIntyre stuff. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off until we get to that other portion of it, uh, just so we can wrap it in one nice bow. Um, but yeah, this match that wasn't really a match. It's it's one of those things where you know I'm still trying to find my way around if I really like this or if I'm just okay with it. I, I don't know because I actually, to be honest with you, Paul. I kind of dig it for the serial killer, for the uh, just weirdo factor that the Velveteen Dream has brought to this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because he's a guy that you don't see matching up against a guy like Aleister Black. You just don't see it, at least from my point of view. Little old Velveteen Dream over here, as fancy pants as he is, against this dark soul, you know, who would murder anybody and maybe even including children. Mm -hmm. You look at that as a vast difference of characters. You let's see Ying and Yang, but yet the Velveteen Dream is not afraid and is so obsessed with this guy. And I, I kind of dig it. I dig him slapping, you know, Alistair Black in the face at least twice. And just looking at him and just saying, say my name, Toby. Oh, what? what? <laughs> I know. That's what I say because I, every time he says, say my name, I keep going back to roots, you know? Yeah, I was with you. Kente, you know? So I'm sorry. I know. But anyway, so anyway, it's, it's to me, it's something that I think is actually getting good. And I think it could be better. I'm still, like I said, a little weirded out, Mm -hmm. but I do like it. And I I don't really have a lot of negative things to say. I love the end here, though, where the 
you know, Alistair almost hits the black mask on him, almost gets him. And I just love the reaction that you have from the Velveteen Dream. Just that, oh my God, I almost took it. I yeah. almost got it. it. He sold it very well. Mm-hmm. I, I think he did an excellent job. So this story actually has me, and I'm hoping that it continues to get better. I, I think it can. But the Velveteen Dream has a lot more of a darker side than I think we ever expected him to. And I, I think for me, Paul, I'm finally saying he feels like he belongs on this roster. You know, I, uh, I'll i wait till I see the match because I think NXT is very dependent on you being able to both go pretty well in the ring as well as have the right character to get over. Uh, and we've seen half of that equation work every once in a while. Uh, but usually you got to have both. And for me, I think this is the best segment in the feud by far. Dream popping out of nowhere was just awesome. And how much the crowd got into him just basically slapping him like he owed him money, uh, I thought was wonderful too. And and, and you're right, the facial expressions, this is the part that I think Dream has had down since he started showing up on our TV as Patrick Clark, right? It's all, all the mannerisms, all of the... Selling the selling everything with with your face, all of that I think has all been there, really from the start. It's just been the stuff inside the ropes that I think, at least that I got the feeling of that you and I have always sort of been wary about because he's still very young. I don't know exactly how many matches as he had, but I can't imagine it's a whole bunch. You know, it's not like Black who's been doing this for got thirteen years now is I think what where, where it's at. He's been around for a very long time. Yeah, and I get that, and I'm with you. Uh, once we do actually get the match, I mean, I may come back and completely just have a total breakdown of anger and sadness and all that for the Velveteen Dream. Uh, I think for the most part, though, I think there's going to be a different dynamic with that. I think if you ask me, they'd be smart to play a different game with that they have with the Velveteen Dream before because all the high flying stuff and all that stuff you could say well it could work against Alistair Black but I think really the Velvet Team Dream once it gets in that ring with him is going to have to find a new formula and I think a lot of that's going to be more ground based more jumping out of the ring <laughs> sliding in and out of the ring trying to use the speed more than it is him you know jumping off the top rope doing all this stuff that he tries to do off and on so I, I don't know I, I, I mean I could be completely wrong I just right now I guess I feel like he belongs only because I feel like he actually feels like he matters, mm-hmm. right? I, I feel like I can actually say this guy means something rather than before where I felt like he was just a this inanimate object. He was worth as much as the chairs in the room. Mm-hmm. And now I actually feel like, hey, he has personality. He means something. So who knows? We'll see. I'm, I do want to see the match. I, I'm going to hold my judgment on it just yet because, I mean, I, I like you said, he hasn't shown us anything yet to make us think that this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think as far as the buildup and all the, uh, the segments have gone, though, like he's he's I think he's nailed it basically every time since the feud has started. So good on him for that, at least. Uh, Zelina Vega uh, says that uh, she's been waiting, or she's with Almas. They do an interview where she says she's still waiting for the contract. They've uh, they said they've seen McIntyre climb the mountain. And realizes it's getting harder and harder to breathe the higher you get. And nobody is going to stand in the way of Almas getting able to breathe the air of being a champion. And that leads us into this match with Roderick Strong taking on Andrade and Almas. 
little bit north of nine minutes here. Uh, they, I thought this was a really good match. First of all, they, there's a lot of great back and forth. Uh, these guys basically stole the show a couple takeovers ago. And while it's not near the caliber of that, because obviously it's going to be hard to top that in nine minutes, the, the, the straight ahead, no BS action that these two guys go through all the way up to the finish is just wonderful. Uh, but Roderick ends up getting sent to the outside by Almas. Uh, he's sort of dazed on the floor, and here comes Zelina Vega running off the apron with a Rana, uh, sending Roderick into the steps that the crowd just goes absolutely insane for. Almas comes out, rolls him back into the ring, hammerlock DDT, he gets the 1-2-3, and boy, was this just something super special, if you ask me. And the, the, the move at the end, I think, is going to be something people might remember for a little while. And then they go to the commentary booth afterwards. Almas wants the wants to confront McIntyre in the ring next week uh, to find out if McIntyre is indeed a man of his word. Yeah, uh, and this is what interests me for the fact that they have used Alina so much to really get that point across to McIntyre, right? To, 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 I want this title. You're the one. And, and this is what I love about the story is she's pretending that it's McIntyre running away <laughs> from, you know, almost. And it's not the truth at all. And that's what makes it so much more fun because she, her playing this game, it, it just feels like it's something that, you know, right. is completely what it's not. And I, I dig it. And we'll have to see, you know, how they have their confrontation. But all the way that they've been doing this, that they've been doing this, what, I think three weeks now? Uh, is it three or four weeks now that they've been doing this? I think it's three. Although she just started yeah. uh, the stuff with Ra, with uh, McIntyre. I think it was last week they did the sit-down interview, if I remember correctly. Okay, so it's it's... You're right. It's not very long, I guess. I guess on my mind, it's been longer. But I, I still appreciate it. And I... I McIntyre's response to this is great. Like, I just want to see him. I want to look him in the eyes. That's all I need. And so this is just classic heel formula. This is, you know, something that's not new. We've seen this before, but still, I think she's still bringing this. And I think it's definitely helping what they're doing. And uh, almost is going to be, you know, uh, probably a pretty worthy contender, if you ask me, because he can't really do the mic stuff. You know, he doesn't speak English very well at all, as you could tell when he was having to speak at the end there in the commentary booth. But I appreciate what they've got going here. I really, really do. I think, you know, this is something that McIntyre is going to feed off as well. Because I'll be honest with you, Paul, they could have chose a number of opponents for McIntyre. And it would have just been like, uh, okay, cool. That's awesome. I think this was honestly one of the best opportunities that they could have gave McIntyre to feed off of. And I'm down totally with this. I, I, I love every minute of it. And I hope the match is as good as everything that we've gotten beforehand. I, what, what you got with Almas here with Roderick Strong, I think is going to showcase uh, to a lot of people that, yeah, it's going to be good. Because <laughs> if he can have a great match with Roderick Strong, as he did, I think he had a really well, you know, great done job here. Um how well, I can say that. <laughs> I, I, I great done, may amazing, but but, but not too amazing. It was so average. Good, you know what word to use? I, I, I don't even know what to word. Well, because I I don't want people. 
I don't want people to think I'm blowing this out of proportion. It wasn't that you know just a brilliant match or anything, but I was. I really do feel like it was a good match. Mm-hmm. One of those that you did have those special moments at the end there. One of those matches that really kind of gave you an idea that both these guys are great in the ring. They have something to offer. They're guys that are at that next level. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's what you need in your main event. And they gave it to you. And now I walk out of this match saying Roderick Strong belongs in the upper echelon, almost belongs in that match against McIntyre. And that's what they needed to do. They did it. I'm happy. I can't wait till next week till those two guys match each other in the ring, stare and eat face-to-face uh, and see how Zelina and McIntyre go back and forth until that contract is signed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, just, I guess to sort of try to put a bow on this, uh, anytime there's a takeover event this year that Almas has been on, he has essentially stolen the show with both Roderick and, uh, Johnny Gargano. So I, I can only assume putting him in the big spot or semi big spot, I guess, cause I imagine more games will main event, but him and McIntyre should absolutely put on something to be remembered. If you ask me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. Like I said, it's pumping me up. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see. It. I really, really can't. Yeah, I'm excited too. Uh, as almost and Zelina make their va- uh, their wow, Zelina Vega make their exit. Try to get my words straight here. Uh, the undisputed era come out and Strong, who's all disappointed that he lost in the ring. Uh, they give him the pitch again, trying to recruit him. Says, you know what? You're not a loser, Roderick. We know you're better. We know that you can be undisputed. All you got to do is join us, man, and we'll we'll make sure and we'll keep you uh, in that limelight. You don't want to disappoint your family and all these other things. So Adam Cole peels off uh, an undisputed era armband and hands it to Roderick as they make their exit and sort of leave you hanging about whether Strong is thinking about it or not. And I mean, obviously, I, I guess we kind of know the answer, at least going into TakeOver right now, if you've listened to the show or, or read spoilers or anything like that, but, or, or just read Twitter, I guess, at this point, but <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's certainly, I do appreciate this tease. I, I'm making you think about it, making you wonder, just like everybody else is, and especially when you take in the other names that are in NXT right now related to Ring of Honor and the Undisputed Era guys, you know, when, are we going to, is, is strong going to turn? Is, is one of these guys going to show up? Like there's so many questions that I, you inch maybe a baby step closer to every week on NXT television. Oh, I, and I'm right there with you. I love this tension. I love that feeling of, I really don't know. Sure. I read all the rumors. I read Twitter. I read every news site that's going to throw something at me. But I mean, really, what are they doing here? And what is Roderick Strong really thinking? How do I feel about it? You know, because I'll be honest with you, I really am a Roderick Strong guy. I think he's got so much to offer. I'm, you know, I, I sympathize with the guy. I want him to succeed. And it's kind of funny because you love him as a baby face, but man, it would just be so great to see this faction add a guy like Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. The Undisputed Era would just be so much more stronger. And then the other guys you just kind of hinted at, uh, you know, of course, we have Leo Rush. who could be one of those guys, possibly Donovan Dijak, who we've yet to see on NXT TV. Mm-hmm. Those people added to that whole Undisputed Era roster. Oh, Boy, what a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. So I get so excited about that. I would love to see that faction be at that level. But, you know, we'll wait and see. I mean, we're not promised anything. I mean, I know what we get, you know, rumor-wise. But, you know, at War Games, we'll know a lot more. And that's mm-hmm. what excites me, you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, until then, right, I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see because that's the end of this TakeOver episode. It sure is. So I'll be looking forward to next week when we get a lot more build to that War Games. And I am so stoked about everything that's going on. I hope next week's episode is just as good as this one. This one was a ton of fun to watch. So there you go. Uh, well, you know, once again, people, don't forget, we have so much to offer you guys. Of course, we do NXT, but we also do Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live, and of course, like you're listening to, NXT. Uh, and as well as regular episodes of Wrestling to the Max. Uh, we didn't have our Part 1 wrestling episode, uh, Wrestling to the Max episode this week because we had some technical difficulties with the internet on, on several sides, so we are going to actually push a lot of that content into part... Uh, technically, it would be our part two, but we're just going to do a full super show, uh, and that'll be... you know, If you're listening to this, you'll probably get a chance to hear it as well. Uh, so go check that one. That'll be episode 270. Uh, and we are super excited. That's going to offer Ring of Honor. We're going to talk a little Impact Wrestling. We'll also be jumping in some of the biggest news topics of this past week. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be fun. And then, of course, throwing in a Superstar of the Week as well. So go check out that show and everything else we have to offer. If you want to go find us, W2M.com is the place to go. That's the place where you also get all your other great wrestling news and needs. Trust me, you want to go check out the site. Hey, and go subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max. That'll give you everything that we just talked about and, of course, a lot more. Hey, and yeah, make sure you also go give a shout-out and go check out Formulamania.com and Last Word on ProWrestling.com. Both are amazing sites. You need to go check them out, too. We appreciate all the support that they give us. And that is it for tonight. And so until next time, we will see you guys down the road. Have a good one, guys. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.